and welcome to Stories with Sayuri. Today I'm going to read you The Grandparents' Bag of Stories, Chapter 1 The Arrival of Rice and the Children by Sudhamurti. It was a pleasant afternoon and in March. Aji, Grandma in Hindi, and Aja, Grandfather in Hindi, were glued to the television. The worry on their faces deepened as they heard increasingly distressing news about the coronavirus situation. Aja turned to Aji. The virus started in China, but look at what has happened. It has spread all over the world, becoming a pandemic. The anchor on the television announced, The government is asking people to isolate themselves and follow social distancing protocols. All schools will be closed until further notice. Aji's thoughts turned to her grandchildren in Mumbai and Bangalore. The sound of an auto rickshaw coming to a stop outside the house interrupted her thoughts and the bell rang. Ding dong. Aji opened the door and saw Kamlu, Aja's sister, and her granddaughter Aditi. Aji was delighted and surprised to see them. Come inside. Kamlu Aji smiled as she took the bags out of the rickshaw. Why didn't you tell us you were coming? said Aji. We would have picked you up from the railway station. Kamlu Aji and Aditi entered the house. Kamlu, why did you make this trip with the deadly virus around? Aja demanded, concerned. Oh, I didn't know coronavirus has reached here too. Isn't it time for the card festival now? I haven't seen it in so long. Aditi has her holidays now and her mother is working from home, so it's hard to keep her engaged. I thought she might enjoy the festival and bought her with me. Besides, I wanted to give you a surprise. Nine-year-old Aditi stood shyly behind Kamlu Aji. Come, child, sit, said Aji, inviting her with love. They all went to sit in the living room, and just then, the phone rang. Aji picked it up. It was her daughter, Sumati, from Mumbai. Amma, mother in Hindi, she said, I am sending both the kids to you in Shiga. I'd be happy to have Raghu and Minu, but what happened? Sumati, with COVID-19 spreading like wildfire, the schools are closing down for some time and no one knows when they will reopen. Most people live in very small apartments in Mumbai and it's almost impossible to keep children from going outside. Moreover, we are working from home and can't tend to their needs all the time. So we thought about it and spoke to Shubhadra to see if I could send Raghu and Minu to her and she said yes. All the children can come here, Sumati, Ajay interrupted her. I knew you would say that and that's why I called. Shubhadra has also agreed to send the children to Shekau with you. You have a large compound around the house and there's plenty of fresh air and space to move around. This way the kids can be with you all and not get bored since they will be able to play with each other. Now don't hesitate to be frank. Tell me, will it be a problem for you to handle the four of them without sending them outside the house? No, Sumati, that is not a problem at all. My worry is, how will they come here? We will take care of that, Mom. Raghu and Nina have already taken a flight from Mumbai to Bangalore today and are about to reach Badra's home. They can come to Chigao tomorrow and stay for a few weeks, said Sumati. 
Adja, who had been listening to Aji's side of the call, took the phone from her and spoke to Sumati. Don't worry, child. Kamru and her granddaughter Aditya are from. Are also here. Send the children. Almost immediately, there was another call from the from Bangalore. Subhadra was on the line. She said the same thing. My parents have already taken Anand with them, but Krishna and Anushka want to see you and stay in Shigao. I have spoken to Sumati already, and the four children will reach your home tomorrow. Our office manager has also offered to drive them back from Bangalore to Shigao, but he will come back immediately because there's a lot of work to be taken care of before things get worse, as is expected," said Subhadra. Adhi ended the call and looked at Aja. "I'm happy to hear that our grandchildren are coming, but I'm concerned about the situation. Will you call the temple and check if the card festival is still going ahead as planned?" Adhi nodded and dialed the temple's number. While calling, he remarked, "It's unlikely that they'll go ahead with the festival, though. We had a committee meeting yesterday, and I suggested that we skip the card festival this year, but the others rejected my opinion." They felt that we shouldn't worry because the coronavirus hasn't reached us yet. I disagreed. Conducting the festival will be akin to giving coronavirus an invitation to come here. Kamluaji's face fell. Instead of surprising you, I'm the one who is surprised and disappointed. I think I will go back after a few days. Kamluaji and Aji were close friends. Aji was pleased that her friend was with her. You are not going anywhere," she said emphatically. "Card festival or not, you are staying here with us." Adja turned out to be right. The festival had been cancelled. Kamlu Adji turned to Adji and announced, "I am going to take charge of your kitchen. I love cooking. You can rest for a few days." Adja added, "If the situation with respect to the coronavirus gets worse and a lockdown is announced." Then we should not bring any outside help for for the work around the house. Let's share the work. Yes, I agree. We can't call anyone. Once the children arrive arrive tomorrow, I will assign household chores to all of them. They will also help us. Adji went to the storeroom to check if she needed to get more groceries. Adja followed her and remarked, "Some places have already locked." Announced lockdowns. If we have a lockdown here too, there will be many people who will ne- who will not get enough food. We must help and lend a hand when the time comes. Please order extra rations and keep them in the storeroom. We may need them to feed other people. Ajay began to make a grocery list, and Ajay dialed the number of the local grocery store for a home delivery. Meanwhile, Ajay sat nearby reading a book. She was happy to hear that four of her cousins were coming. The next evening, Raghu, Minu, Krishna, and Anushka arrived with great excitement. They loved visiting their grandparents' large and spacious home, where they were pampered and allowed their freedom. The office manager dropped the kids and promptly left. As soon as they entered the house, Aditi squealed and joined them immediately. Anushka had grown tall. Aditi announced. Anushka, you're the tallest of the girls now. The children had bought their school books and many bottles of sanitizer and even hand wash refill packs. They seemed happy to be away from their parents with no classes or teachers to worry about. 
They told their grandparents how sanitizers were being used everywhere in their school before they had closed and in their apartment blocks in Mumbai and Bangalore, including even the lake. Have things become that difficult there? Aji asked concerned. Yes, said Raghu. The government is taking many precautions and has become quite strict. Children, what would you like to eat for dinner? Something light, Aji, as we had heavy snacks a short time ago. Then I'll make some special rice today. Perhaps fenugreek rice. It is easy, easy to digest, delicious and good for supper. The children agreed and Kamlo Aji headed to the kitchen and just switched on the television. Discussions about quarantine and social isolation continued on all news channels. The Prime Minister was going to address the nation shortly. Aja looked out the window. The evening was turning into night. He sighed. Children, this is serious now when we all must stay inside the walls of the house. You can only go as far as any wall of the compound. We must not go out for any reason. In less than an hour, Kamuaji had made an excellent dish of methi fenugreek rice with cucumber raita. Raita means a yogurt dish prepared as a side dish. Proudly, Adja said, all these vegetables are from our vegetable garden. We use natural fertilizer and grow organic vegetables that taste much better than what you get outside. After dinner, the children helped Aji in laying down five mattresses next to each other. Each of them chose the bed they wanted. Once it was done, Raghu turned to Aji. You have not completed your daily routine. Aji smiled. He knew what he was referring to. A story, Aji, please, pleaded Anushka. A story a day keeps all difficulties away. Everyone laughed. Okay, I will tell you a story. It's a tale of what you ate for dinner. About rice. Rice is a part of our daily diet and we can't imagine living without rice or wheat today. The children gathered both around both the Ajis. Aja sat on a chair nearby watching the television. The Prime Minister announced a lockdown will be imposed starting midnight. Everyone must stay home for the next few weeks. It was evening and already dark outside. The children began listening to the story earnestly just as the quarantine period was formally declared. Aja muted the volume on the television but continued watching. Let us listen to the story of how rice came to earth. A long time ago, humans could walk on clouds and wander freely in heaven. One day, Madhav, a mortal, became curious about how gods lived in heaven. Where did they work? What do they do all day? What do they eat? He wondered. So he walked up to heaven and met many gods. He found that there were several gods and goddesses responsible for different departments in the realm. There was the god of water, the goddess of learning, the god of courage, and the god of good health, among many others. But the goddess of grains, Annapurna, fascinated Madhav the most. He asked her, Devi, goddess, 
I want to see the way the agricultural system works here. What do you, what do you eat and how do you produce it? Annapurna called him home and fed him a sumptuous meal. One of the ingredients was a delicious soft white food that looked like a green. Madhav asked, I have never seen or eaten anything like this before. I don't think anyone on earth has either. It is yummy. What is this? He asked. This is rice. All gods eat rice. It gives us energy and mixes very well with the vegetables, said the goddess. Madhav agreed with her. As long as I am here, I will love to eat this every day, he said earnestly. The goddess smiled. Of course, Madhav, eat as much as your heart desires. The next day, Madhav asked her, How is rice grown here? Will you please show me? Since he was very keen to know, Annapurna took him to the rice fields to show how the bed was prepared, how the seeds were sown and how the water was retained, how it was replanted during the different stages of its growth. When the rice grains were ready for harvest, they took on a golden color and formed a bunch. Such a beautiful sight to look at, he thought. After that, the goddess showed him how the harvest was pounded from grain to rice. There were a variety of pounding styles and each style had a different name. Rice emerged from the pounded grain which was then ready to cook for a meal. Madhav spent a few days in heaven and then asked for the goddess's permission to go back to earth. During his last dinner there, he thought of his wife, his parents, his children, his siblings and his village. He thought that I want everyone to taste the magic of rice at least once in their lifetimes, even if it is just one teaspoon. I am afraid to ask the goddess. She is sure to refuse my request since this is the food of the gods after all. So Madhav took four seeds of rice and hid them in his turban. He knew no one would think of looking for seeds there. Madhav came back to earth, quickly planted the seeds and took care of them the same way Annapurna had showed it. When it was time for harvest, he followed the process. He pounded and made the rice. He made a sweet rice dish with the white rice and then closed his eyes and offered it to the goddess of grains. Annapurna heard his prayers in heaven and came down to earth. When she saw the rice, she became furious. She said, Madhav, you have betrayed my trust. I respect the love for knowledge and appreciate your curiosity, but you have stolen from me. Had you been truthful, I would have given you some myself. You must be punished for being a thief. Madhav touched her feet and apologized. Goddess, I did this because of my insecurity. Please forgive me. I wanted to share the taste of rice with others too. It was not just for my selfishness. Moreover, I have also shared the knowledge of growing rice with others. This is so better than what we eat and it makes us energetic too. Wouldn't you like your children to have this? Please, I request you to pardon me. I can't argue with that, said Annapurna. I know that your intentions were good. Now that rice is here on earth, I will always send a sign when it is the right time to sow seeds. 
I will wash my long hair in heaven, and when I push my head back, the wet hair will fall on my back and the water will flow down as rain to the earth. The only punishment that I can give now is that no mortal will be allowed to come freely to heaven anymore. They will be allowed to do so only after they discard their body at death. And that is how rice started growing on earth. Even today, people who grow rice offer the first produce of the season to the gods and goddesses. This uncooked rice is used in auspicious occasions such as weddings and is known as the finest offering one can make. Then they offer a sweet dish called payasam with milk and white rice to goddess Annapurna. The End